The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever gone to a practitioner and they say, hey, you know, you've got a lot of inflammation here. That's the cause of your joint problem, your brain fog, that eczema. Have you ever woken up and you just feel like your body's on fire? You can't think straight. You're irritable, moody, cantankerous. If you've ever wondered if your tendency toward irritability, moodiness, insomnia, constipation, hormonal irregularities, a variety of un seemingly unrelated symptoms are inflammation. Today's your day because we're going to talk about my body, is it on fire? The inflammation situation. In today's world, it's very common for people being told to take anti-inflammatory and told that almost every illness or body state under the sun is due to inflammation. Is it? Is all inflammation bad and should we get rid of it? And how do we know when inflammation is out of control? And how do we know what to do when we do have a problem, a health problem, that inflammation is part of it? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to look at inflammation in a different way, in a balanced way, and realized that if we didn't have a normal function for our body to set fire to things, to incinerate them and get rid of them, we'd be very sick. 
But on the other hand, if we kept trying to eliminate things by setting them afire, inflammation, we'd be having these burn-up states of autoimmune, um, smoldering infections, cysts, chronic dryness, and these chronic low-grade, long infections like long COVID, Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue instead of um, mono, long line, and so on. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Every show, I go right back to the beginning, right back to the bar. There's a great movie about ballerinas, center stage. And one of the ballet dancers doesn't get the part she wants. She doesn't get the solo. She gets the chorus. So she gets aggravated and she sulks. And her teacher, who's a pill to her, I might add, notices her practicing in a room, sulking. And she says, when things get rough, go back to the bar. And so when I don't understand something, I go back to the bar, the basics. Also, when we don't understand something, sometimes our body creates an accident, an injury, an infection. Bernie Siegel says that these kinds of immune problems are nature's reset button. It's like we blow a fuse, which is a fire, inflammation. Or just like our, our frame and our computer gets stuck. It just freezes. And so we have to crash it and reset our computer. And I want you to think in terms of sometimes an outbreak and inflammation is nature's reset button. But if it stays frozen, like sometimes doing a Facebook Live, which I've been having problems recently, your, your frame gets frozen, that it's a problem in your electrical system, neuro, neurological, your brain and its connection to nerve, and it's connected to immune. Many people think inflammation is, oh my God, I got a virus, or oh my God, I got a bacteria, or something like that. When really it's a connection somewhere in there. I think it's funny when some people have problems with a computer and they have to keep resetting it because it gets frozen. They bring it into the computer person and the person goes, you know, listen, you got problems with your motherboard. I always thought that was funny. Motherboard, huh? Yeah. So, mother in medical intuition is family. Families about immune system feeling safe and secure in the world. Suffice it to say that whenever we come down with one of these things, it is nature's reset button. Before, 15 minutes before. So these things always happen because my body is like my laboratory. People are like, why don't things always happen to you health-wise? Because don't you understand? I'm always, I'm every woman or man. Things happen to me. I figure out something in my body and then I can teach it. Don't you understand? 
So 15 minutes before last show, I eat a kind bar. Kind is supposed to be kind. Now, I want you to think of inflammation as in part kind. It's very important. And there is, of course, a song called You Have to Be Cruel to Be Kind. In Kabbalah, suffering is half Gavura, Gavura, I pronounced things wrong, which is strictness, difficulty, with um, Hesed, which is kind. And we're thinking, oh, getting an illness like a fever or flu or inflammation can't possibly be kind. Well, you've got to be cruel to be kind. So 15 minutes before the show, I eat a kind bar, Hesed. I take a bite of it. Something pops in my cheek. I don't know what that is. It wasn't my tooth. It wasn't the gum. I'm not a fool. Something pops. And all of a sudden, I feel this swelling. And not to be stopped, I'm going to do the show. The show must go on. So I get on and do the show. But I can feel it. I can feel my mouth and my cheeks swelling up. The first part of the... So little did I know I was already writing this week's show on inflammation. The inflammatory response begins. What is an inflammatory response? Inflammation can be due to a variety of factors. What are they? Something gets injured. Something enters your body like bacteria or virus. Or your body, unfortunately, attacks itself. One of those kinds of events. And your body has a reaction to it. So I heard something pop. So in my case, it was an injury. So all of a sudden, the first step is the fire department has to come in. So white cells enter your blood, exit your blood vessels and go to the area of injury. Just like if you have a fire, the fire truck comes in and all the fire people come out of the truck and enter the house. And that's what happened. And with the hoses and they spray water all over the place. How much does water help? Puts out the fire, but it causes water damage. That's right, damage. Puts out the fire, but there's damage. That's the point of inflammation. Got to be cruel to be kind. Puts out the bad thing, but causes localized collateral damage. So here I am, and I'm doing the show, okay? I'm going on, and I think my, my cheek is becoming Mount Vesuvius. I can feel it because I'm having trouble breathing. I get off Zoom and I'm feeling sick as a schnauzer. I look in the mirror and I can't see my ear, my right ear. I take my temperature and it's 100. I couldn't believe it, I had shaking chills. So then I know it's bacterial because I can't not think because I'm a physician. I'm like, what in the pixelated, you could imagine what I was saying. Listen to some of the first shows in um, Veep. She has a great way of swelling, swelling, swearing. <laughs> I was swelling. She was. She swears in a very creative way. She says pixelated. It's a four-letter word. I think that's a hilarious way of swearing. But suffice it to say, so the fluid, the white cells come out, and they start spraying acid to attract other fire departments coming in, other white cells. 
that spray their chemokines in, which are cytokines. Oh my God, I've heard that phrase before. You're right, it is. Your liver, yes, your liver makes proteins called cytokines. Yes, they do indeed, that attract other white cells to the area. And they and some of the white cells start chewing up either the damaged tissue or bacteria. They have to do that because there's bacteria in my mouth. Then the other thing is those tissues produce what's swelling and itching, histamine. How many people say, oh, I have a histamine problem. I have a histamine problem. I have a histamine problem. Well, why does your body produce too much histamine? There has to be another reason other than, you know, you're a histamine person and you have to be on a special diet. Why now? Suffice it to say, and I had to ask myself why then. There was a whole other thing and a whole other reading for a whole other day. Because you could say fifth cinema, Lisa, who were you talking to? It wasn't the Zoom people. It was way before that. But suffice it to say, the reason why the swelling is because the tissue gets swollen up so the bacteria in the area cannot go back into the bloodstream and make you get septic and die. Take the big dirt nap. So those swelling hurts like a son of a gun and steps on, puts pressure on nerve endings, which hurt like a son of a gun. And also bradykinin is released from localized tissue, which causes pain. And people are like, how can pain be helpful? Well, it's a byproduct of the, of the fire department there, pressing on nerves to prevent the bacteria from going into your blood system and killing you. So there we have it. So the swelling prevents bacteria getting in my blood system and killing me. Gotta be cruel to be kind. So now I look like half of the chipmunk. However, at least I have a fever. As you get older, people tend to get deficient, deficient kidney yang. They get cold extremities, they have circulation, things move less well. They tend to get less white cell, lower white cell counts. And they, when they get sick, especially bacterial infections, they get less high fevers. So their bodies are less kind to them. And you wouldn't know that they were sick. Bad, bad, bad. So you have to tonify them in Chinese medicine and strengthen them so they can fight infection. But they can get fearful and think, oh, I can't go out. I could catch the death of pneumonia. However, the more you feel, I could get an inflammation, you know. The key is if you do that, you have less social contacts. If that's your way of dealing and staying away from inflammation due to infection, that increases your chance for having the health effects, health effects of being morbidly obese and smoking 13 cigarettes a day. Trying to solve inflammation by sequestering yourself does not help your immune system. So a lot of people with chronic allergies, chronic infections, their way of handling it is sequestering themselves. It doesn't work. It's borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. And mind you, 
an immune system that's run amok, an inflammation that is too kind. So it goes into the cruel spectrum. It's imbalance. It's an immune system and quick hits fighting. So the fire department keeps, can you imagine the fire department never leaves? They keep spraying water in the area, water in the area, keeps with a hatchet, banging down windows. And you're like, when are you people leaving the fires out? No, nope, they won't listen. And that's like an autoimmune illness or long COVID or long mono, which is long Epstein-Barr virus, which is chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, or long line. Just put long in front of every virus or bacteria that a person has. And that is the immune system won't stop. We have a variety of mechanisms in our body, many of which are proteins made by the liver. Yes, the liver that put out the fire, stop it. We also have um, white cells, T suppressor cells that stop the immune suppressor, stop the immune response. But if you have too much body fat, your liver can be taken up by fat and you don't make the proper amount of proteins. You get a cirrhotic liver. Uh, if you drink too much alcohol, if you have problems with addiction, that problem is the same. A lot of people think, okay, I will fix inflammation in my body by taking antioxidants, anti-inflammatory steroids and biologics. I can tell you there are at least nine different pathways for inflammation. There's your white cells. Which one? You got your lymphocytes, you got your neutrophils, you got your monocytes, your platelets, clotting factors. You have, of course, the mast cells with your histamine. Then you have the tissue next to it, which produces histamine and scar tissue. It sequesters the area, it puts um, like those high, uh, highway guard posts and tries to eliminate any further access to injury. So that's where you get scar tissue and less function. And that's no good. So many people thinking they're gonna take a boatload of all kinds of anti-inflammatories and antioxidants and that's gonna help, doesn't help. One of which is a very important reason. The membranes of every cell in your body the lipids make arachidonic acid. They make leukotrienes, which increase your chance toward IBS and asthma and swelling, but they also make PGI2, which lowers blood pressure, and thromboxan, which increases blood pressure, I think. And then, Yes, because it causes vasoconstriction, increased blood pressure. But this is the point. If you were to take inflammation and all of the nine pathways and displace them onto the seven centers in medical intuition, you look at, you'll focus on what people focus on and what they don't and what they want to change and what they don't. They focus on inflammation on the second, third, and fourth center, but not on the first and not on the seventh. They focus on the inflammatory mediators associated with asthma, allergies, and its treatments, 
those leukotriene drugs or um, Benadryl or inhalers. They focus on adrenal gland and cortisol because cortisol is like steroids. It lowers inflammation. But if you have too much of it, if you work too much, you release too much cortisol, that will make bacteria overgrow and you'll get too many infections. Bowel problems, they focus on overgrowth of bacteria and they think that they have a um, weak immune system and they focus on parasites. Parasites, parasites, always with the parasites. and food intolerances. And a lot of times if there's inflammation on the bowel wall, they might take, along with autoimmune problems, TNF-alpha drugs, which are for a lot of autoimmune problems. And then finally, they will focus on chronic environmental irritants, which people tend to handle in the same way our body handles scar tissue, you sequester it, you sequester yourself, you say, I'm gonna stay away from the pollen, stay away from the cats. But that just puts scar tissue around you. What you're less likely to deal with is this long marinating inflammation that we sequester. What's too painful to remember we choose to forget? In the brain, we have long-term inflammatory mediators, amyloid, which actually is made by the liver and floats in our blood. I didn't know that. It coats our blood vessels. Do you know the amyloid that's in our brain that's associated with Alzheimer's disease is coats our blood vessels? I have no idea. Suffice it to say that and inflammatory mediators like CRP and ESR are associated with cancer, heart disease, and autoimmune. If it's elevated, it lets you know that you're more likely to have a seven chakra problem. So you want to know what is my purpose in life? Why am I here? If your body has inflammation, instead of cocooning yourself off as the primary solution, you want to know why is my body in alert mode? It's like lost in space. Warning, warning. Warning, Will Robinson. What is your body warning you? What is about to catch fire? As a result of the mouth, I call it the orthodontist because it's more related to grinding of teeth. I immediately thought you're immunocompromised. How long have you grounded your teeth? You've never had that reaction. Never, ever. Why now? You have to ask yourself. And it was so sudden. Certainly wasn't a food allergy for me to focus on kind bars. I've eaten kind bars since 1892. But that's what everybody asked, including the cat behind me who's screaming. Hear her? He's going, it was the peanuts, it was the peanuts. Come on. I'm gonna talk to the people. This is it, I've had it. Talk to the people, say, say hello. Yeah, now you have nothing to say. There's nothing to say. Now there's nothing to say. Go out and play. 
you bring them on camera, all of a sudden, not a peep. But first center, we're least likely to find out what emotion we've encased in scar tissue. There are, that's it, ouch, come on, ouch. There are infections that we can get like tuberculosis or an infection we've had like um, chicken pox that we can carry in our body since 1892, the Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It can hang out there in our lung in a granuloma, which is like in a scar tissue. But then all of a sudden, a stressor will happen for a center. We'll lose a family member. <laughs> and what will happen? We'll feel sad, we'll depressed, we'll feel lonely, and we won't be able to reconstitute our family. Our cortisol will go up, our natural killer cells will go down, and that bacteria that's been walled off, sequestered from our consciousness, will come out to be kind, to remind us how fragile life is. My neck is fused from C1, C2 all the way down. The doctors kept saying on the phone, can you breathe? Are you having trouble breathing? I'm like, oh, no, I don't have a problem breathing. It's the fever. Don't you understand it's the fever? The fever was my friend. The problem was I was lying down. I was so exhausted with this fever. I had no problem breathing. As soon as in two days, the fever started going away, remember, cruel to be kind, I started sitting up and I started to read Torah. And guess what happened? I looked, I put my chin down to read. And I couldn't breathe. I noticed, it wasn't that I couldn't breathe because it's like, it's out of our consciousness. There's something in your life that's sequestered off, a worry, fear, that we wall off like scar tissue. It only comes out when some annoying inflammatory problem occurs and we're immobilized by the pain, the swelling. And then while we're sitting there, then that thing comes out of its sequestered place. And it's like, oh, I forgot about that. As I'm looking down, I notice that my breathing's getting faster and I'm getting anxious. And I realize I can't breathe. My airway is swollen. No wonder they were concerned. And that's how I realized how precious life was. None of that would have happened if I hadn't chewed on that bar. Nature's reset button, inflammation. Now you may say, what does that have to do with joints, infection, autoimmune? It does, because moment by moment, many of us have osteoarthritis lupus, Lyme, disc disease, headaches. We can do palliative measures, acupuncture, Chinese herbs, 
maybe antioxidants anti-inflammatory steroids biologics but we can look for window periods when our bodies are just a little kinder through the suffering and we can see when things are getting just a little bit better and we savor those moments are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. We savor those moments of how precious life is. Sweet, precious relief. It was then that I noticed how, how important breathing was I had forgotten I have asthma, but you know that's <clears throat> just merely by looking down, by chewing into a kind bar. Inflammation is our friend, it's kindness. It helps get rid of things that aren't safe for us, but it's our reset button that helps us see what we need to look at what we don't need, and what we need to keep. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and today's show is about my body's on five, the inflammation situation. If you want to know more about today's show, you want to go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. I'm taking your calls, 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475 for a free mini reading. But if you don't want to do that, I don't blame you. Sometimes people have rather intense readings, you can go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com for a private one or two hour reading. And don't forget to subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Does anybody have a question or need a reading? Yes. What is your name? And unmute yourself. First name and age. I don't need any parole numbers or last names or phone numbers. We don't want anybody calling you. Yes. Unmute yourself. And why can't I unmute you? Your name is Kathy. Oh, my God. Call 207-846-8475. That's that security. Oh. oh, there you are. Thank the good Lord. You know, yes. the security thing. It's like trying to have a baby with four condoms. You're so secure. You can't talk to anybody. Right. How can I be of help? So I, well, I have, I know I'm carrying some inflammation here and it is in what I feel would be the kidney like a reflux coming back up in the kidney. And it it's much better than it was, but it flares at certain times. 
and I've done the DBT with the visceral massage. I know how to do that. Wait a minute, back up, back up. You've done the DBT with visceral massage. I've never heard of that combination before. Mm -hmm. Like the dialectical behavioral therapy, you know, the- the Yes, I know that. And with visceral- Your affirmations and the release with the massage. Okay. You're how old? You're how old? I am 43. 43? You know- all of us are born with an area that's um, it's like the mailbox for intuition. Yeah. Yes. Some people um, that's where they get the messages. So some people have the mail in the front of the house, mailbox in the front of the house, the side. Sometimes it's near the first floor near the basement. Yes. So mine's my spine. My father lost his job. My mother started screaming. My spine curved. So my spine blows discs mm-hmm. when something happens. Other people. So there's obviously some genetic disorder there. Okay. Then other people, they have an anomaly or an injury that then becomes an opportunity, a window through which they get intuitive mail. That yes. when things get bad or there's something they need to attend to, if they can't hear the intuition, right brain, it funnels down through a domino effect of neuropeptides and chemical mediators and goes down to your body and becomes medical intuition. If they you can't elucidate the intuition, it becomes medical intuition. It becomes symptoms, which you have to decode. Yes. So you, it's like getting mail or email. Intuition Mm -hmm. or medical intuition. And so kidney, bladder is second center. So if you had, an, if that was your anomaly, genetic anomaly, that means that that area tends to easily get inflamed Yes. Things are wrong. It's like, you know, when you, my bathroom's getting tiled. When you clean the bathroom before it gets tiled, you notice the corners are where you trap dust and cat hair and all kinds of crap. Mm -hmm. If I had a circular bathroom, I would have no traps for dust or crap. It's the corners that trap garbage for us. It's the kinks. If a person has a injury, an area of trauma, like incest sexual abuse, or same thing actually, according to Gloria Bachman, or they were born with a genetic malformation, something's different about the anatomy, it's like a corner. Bacteria, things get trapped there, like dust in the corner. And Um, It may be accumulated like resentments in a relationship over time that are not voiced and removed. It might accumulate like lint in a trap in the dryer. And if not voiced over time, next thing you know, you're getting a rip-roaring infection. Yes. So I, you get it. So I see a relationship 
in a family with someone who is irritable, moody, anxious, but has an angry temperament that they don't talk about it. So they appear sweet, but they're really irritable. And they look cooperative, but they're like, what would you like to do? Oh, whatever you want to do. But after a while, you find yourself getting annoyed with them. And it's upsetting. Because they look sweet, but you always end up getting annoyed. Because they look so cooperative, but they're really not. Okay. Yes. Which areas of the family? And so you end up feeling trapped with the sweet person who isn't no is not so sweet, but you don't you can't put your finger on why they're hard to get along with. Why you're carrying. You're always in a badder mood when you leave them than before. And you don't know why and you feel bad because here's a sweet person who's annoying and you end up leaving pissed off. And you really can't talk to anybody about it. Who is this person? It's a possibility of three. It could be mother. It could be dad. It could be um, husband. Medical intuitive rule of three. It's never the first one. It's never the second one. It's always the third one. Okay. You want to know why? They always say it's the mother. You want to know why? It always has to be the mother because the mother is the origin of everything. Remember I said motherboard in the computer? It's a thing that blows. Of course. And then you marry your mother. Oh, yeah. But, okay, but you have conflicts of interest. You put the shut to the up. You won't say you're angry with this person because somehow they're a much more redeemed form of your mother. And if anything, you're looking and go, this person's nice. What am I complaining about? They're nothing like my mother. Still, they're a redeemed form of your mother. Uh-huh. uh-huh. What does he do that annoys you? That's a great question. You're smiling and it's un- it's unnerving. Okay. You understand you're smiling, but you're aggravated. That's my example. That's ambivalent emotions. That's why this happens. When you have, you have five basic emotions, fear, anger, sadness, those three negative, and then you got positive, love and joy. People have trouble expressing negative emotions to someone they love because mm-hmm. they don't want to lose the relationship. So they mask it. That's that smile you got on your face. Uh-huh. This is not... A real smile. This is a cortical smile. This is your frontal lobe saying, I'm going to keep it like this because mm-hmm. this is the way I'm supposed to feel. See how mm-hmm. it looks artificial? I'm showing the the top of my teeth versus a real smile where you think about it. Isn't that funny when that kitty tripped over the counter? It's really hilarious. She tripped on her ass and I shouldn't be laughing, but it's really hilarious. This is, this is the same experience I had uh, at work today. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Why? So now you look like you're really laughing. Yes. But before, what aggravates you about your husband? I feel that. Now you're laughing again. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting annoyed. All right. I I'm going feel- to do something even more annoying. It's going to be like George <laughs> on Seinfeld. Mona Lisa's getting annoyed. Getting annoyed. I'm, ac- I'm, I'm talking in the third person. What is it? <laughs> It's very, it's more even the more annoying. I don't trust him 
uh, I have a trust, a trust issues. You know what I do? I have a problem with trusting people who say they have trust issues. Okay. You want to know why? Why? Because usually there's a good reason why they have a trust problem. Okay. Yeah. There's a great, See how quickly you agree and the smile comes right off your face. Mm -hmm. That mask, that sensor. Sue Ann Nivens, the happy housewife, was a bitch. Hi, Mary. Aren't you awful? <laughs> she was an itch. That's why she got an Academy Award. She was an incredible actress. Betty White. Because she had that original, because she could go like this and be such a raving bitch. Why are you abusing my chocolate soupine? <laughs> she would say, as soon as I said, I don't trust people who say, they have problems with trust because usually it means someone's untrustworthy. You see how you're not smiling anymore because you feel very validated. Yeah. What I, I, is it about I, this person? What is it about what happened that makes you feel something smells bad? You're not smiling anymore. Uh, there was a very hard year there where he just wasn't quite himself. You're back to, you're back to speaking garbage. He wasn't okay. himself. Yep. Can I tell you something? He liked to, to play, not with women, but with substance. I thought, I thought he was losing his mind. And then I thought I was going to lose mine. Don't you like the way you say you used to pl- like to play, but with substance, not with women? That right. is a very convoluted way of saying he was a druggie. Or an addict. Mm-hmm. People don't play with substances. You don't go to an um, addiction treatment center and go, hi, what's your chief complaint or problem? I like to play with substances. <laughs> okay. Do you understand? That's a problem it. with the saying. Oh, I get it. Oh, wow. Now he's gotten a good headache. No wonder you're pissed off. No wonder you have bladder problems and reflux because you're going backward. This is happening again. Oh, there okay. we go again. Okay. Got it? You wonder why you're circling back? The, the, the Your urine may be going retrograde because here we go again. Okay, that makes you sense. You want to know what? Yes, it makes more than sense. You just said it. It's not me. You're the one that's intuitive, not me. Listen to what you just said. It's like potpourri for 300, Alex. You said, instead of saying... In saying, saying, there was a year there he wasn't acting right. He was misusing substances, which is the definition for substance abuse, which is a step before addiction. Okay. That's like saying, I'm out of breath before I drowned. <laughs> it's a step before. Either way, I have a problem with water over my head in water. So you would say for a while he was overhead, over his head in a substance, would you not? Yes. So therefore, if you're over your head with water, you don't go back there again for a very long time. But oh no. If you have problem with substance and you're over your head in it, you get help with it. You get lessons. Not at your wife's behest. 
but all the time, once a week, yep. involving a variety of steps. Mm-hmm. One of which says to my wife, I am sorry I injured you. I make amends. Yes. I am sorry. But it doesn't say I played with substances. I played around sounds like a phrase you use with women. Mm-hmm. Or I spin the bottle. Playing is playing. So now we're here, we're going to say this again, because here we go again, which means it's another way of saying, what is that word that that individual over there and Zoom could tell me? Relapse. That's it. When okay. your urine goes back, that's called, it's called retrograde. Your urine's not going down your from your kidney to your bladder, it's going backward. When a person doesn't go forward in their substance abuse recovery, they go backward. That's called relapse, right? Yes. Relapse, like going backward, right? Relapse? Yes. Thank you. And it's backward recovery, relapse, reuse, right? Okay, yes. pull it out when you know it. Okay. So your illness is recurring. I know you don't want to say it because you can't say your intuition, but your body has to speak it. The reason why I have a problem with this only is because you don't say it in plain English. Your brain censors it because we are covering up what's really going on in your family. So it has to get tucked up in your bladder. You're not talking about it because you don't think he's as bad as your mother. Of course he's not. He's using a substance. If he wasn't using the substance, he wouldn't be playful. He wouldn't be fun. He would be crabby. (laughs) Everybody's more fun when they use a substance. I know because I go to parties and I'm the only one who's not drinking or smoking or doing drugs. I'm like, why is everybody acting funny? I didn't realize that until I was 40. And I realized, oh, I get the idea of why I'm nervous at parties and no one else is because they're drinking. It's an anti-anxiety medicine. Back to this. What was the substance he was playing with? Cocaine. Oh, my God. Hot for 500, Alex, playing with cocaine. So if I get pulled over by the side of the road and the cop goes, what's in your car? I'll go, it's nothing, really. I was just playing with some cocaine. <laughs> Do you understand? I get There's it. There's no such thing as playing with cocaine, but there is something called playing with fire. Okay. Right in my kidney, mer- kidney meridian. <laughs> or explosives or fireworks. We're relapsing. Okay. Or using, oh, but it's not sex. Because dopamine, no. fire, cocaine, they're not in the same area. In the 80s, when people were at discos, um, anonymous sex did not go along with cocaine at all in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked the disco era. <laughs> I knew what went on. I had a friend who was a cocaine addict and she owned a restaurant. 
and she almost lost her shirt, pun intended. I just realized this. So she became clean and sober. She got her restaurant back and she put a sign in every bathroom, especially the ladies' room, where she used to do cocaine. What do I have for breakfast? Cocaine. She put a sign next to every mirror. You know what the sign said? Buy a blouse instead. <laughs> Meaning don't put it up your nose. Don't waste okay. that money. Buy a blouse instead, which brings me to my next question. Mm -hmm. How much money was missing during this time? Uh, none, really, that I was aware of. Well, that wasn't an issue. None that I was aware of, comma, that was an issue. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an issue. You understand that's not a no? Yeah, after I figured out what I thought he spent on his habit, I made him fork it over. Okay, but you understand. Do you see me shaking? I think I'm going to blow another parotid gland. Listen to me. I okay. said, how much? Do you see how it's getting deeper because money is in that center next to the kidney and bladder? Listen, he's still yeah. censoring. I don't have to, you don't want me to take out the pickaxe, do you? <laughs> I said, how much money? Did he was missing during this time? And you said, none really. That's the first answer. Remember we say medical intuitive rule of three? The second answer was not that I knew of. And the third one was the real one. After I found out, I made him pay it back. So yes. the third one was the real one. So yes. there was money missing. But see how you had to delude yourself. You delude yourself at first, but meanwhile, you're suffering physically. But you eventually, you always come to the point. But there is injury in your body and suffering during it. You know what you need to do? Go back to DBT. Find this, that person who does DBTS because there's a substance arm. And say, I need this because you know how to do this. Yeah. You say the right thing. It's just the third statement. It eventually yeah. goes down. Do you see how you did it? You did it beautifully. It wasn't the first statement. It wasn't the second. It was the third one. And I didn't even have to um, prompt you. You did it. It just took three statements. Right. Did you see how you did that? It was very lovely. You get a 4.8 from the Portuguese judge. You just missed two points on the landing. <laughs> you stumbled twice. But other than that, it was excellent execution. Do you see how you stumbled twice? I do. It wasn't a solid landing. It was boom, boom, boom. But it was perfect execution. You're suffering because of this. Why should you suffer? I don't want to suffer. Right. And nor shall you. Okay. okay. You're going to get help to do this because I want you to know you're not the first and not the first, not the second, not the third. You're about the eighth gazillionth woman and man who gets caught up in this trap. This mm -hmm. is old. I'm sure cavemen and women or any gender in between was sitting around the fire going, I cannot believe that bastard of a bitch is doing that again. I cannot believe I cannot urinate again. Can you believe it? I have to go in the bush again and try to urinate and I can't do it. I better take these herbs and I am sure they're drinking that brew again with that hussy. Mm -hmm.
<laughs> mm-hmm. Do you get it? I get it. That's yeah, I get it. You are I, a wonderful, wonderful person, but you know what? You're doing well because guess what? You did it. And you know what you're doing now? You're smiling. That is a that is not a cortical smile. That is a limbic smile. Yeah. It is not forced. It is not. I don't just see front teeth with this Parkinsonian gait. I see yeah. a normal, not Parkinsonian thing. I see normal nasolabial folds. You don't look like you have scleroderma with this forced okay. thing here. You, you understand? It looks this like a normal posture in your face. This other individual is a physician is laughing at me like a hyena. And you better stop it or there will be a problem. But you understand you have a normal facial musculature. Before, it, you almost look, it was like forced like this, like you almost had scleroderma, which is, look it up. You don't. You understand? You look beautiful. It made tension in your face like you were bracing yourself, like I have to keep it all in. And that doesn't help. Got it? You're beautiful. Look at this thing. If I had your complexion and hair, I don't know what I'd do with myself. You made my day because I had a rough day today. Thank you so much. Don't make me cry. I was at the VET today. <laughs> Loretta Lynn in there. And, you know, she just is a real diva when it comes to coming to the vet. She wants to sign all these signatures. No one cares. <laughs> she blows kisses. She made me late. Ooh, you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you do for uh, your people, everybody. Thank you. The real OG. Thank you. You understand that every illness is always in part through the diet, genetics, the environment. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component that doctors call stress, that practitioners call stress. What kind of stress is it? Medical intuition helps us elaborate on it. We can meditate. We can do mindfulness. But it's going to come back. <laughs> to name it is to respond effectively. So when it comes back, we can go, oh, relapse, relapse. <laughs> I know how to effectively handle this again. So you will be like a short, shortstop in your life. You will take the ball and you will field it and you will fall back in. Or you will feel the results of that event in the beginning of the emotional disease inflammation domino effect. You'll feel it at the beginning of the inflammatory cascade. And you'll go, oh, you know what? I feel white cells lysing as I speak. I can feel this. I was on the phone with Spectrum this week. And I'm going, this account was supposed to be canceled five months ago. Can you please tell me why it wasn't canceled? Can you look up on my account? Oh, man, you did call June 5th. Yes, I did. And let me tell you something. I can feel white cells and inflammation beginning in my body right now. I do not want to get sick over this. Ma'am, I understand that. I have diabetes. I understand how stress. I said, you do. So there I am starting to tell her, well, you know, you shouldn't work for this place because you have diabetes. Do you know cortisol increases insulin problems? I think you understand that because if someone has diabetes and they get a joint problem, you know that if they need steroids, then they need more insulin. And so are the days of our lives. I said, now let's, man. Okay, so first of all, how's your A1C? And so there we are. And she's typing in my, I'm giving, I'm talking about her, uh, her problem with her health and I'm doing a medical intuitive reading. I'm helping her as a result. 
I, it was like a shiny object. I forgot about it and I didn't get sick. Actually, that's not necessarily true because that's 49 hours ago and today I felt like braised. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about what braised I felt, but suffice it to say we can stop it at its beginning stages. I love you people. You're wonderful. I will see you next Wednesday. Remember, we're all human and we love ourselves just the way we are and we can do better, good, better, best. Go forth and be brilliant. Thank you. Have a great week. I will see you next week. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.